0: WFH with two guys. Now, here's Benny and Dennis. You and I, Dennis, have been old hands at this entrepreneurial game for quite some time. You know, certainly over a decade for both of us, at least. And it's become part of who we are. It's, it, you know, we all bo- we both started out in the corporate world and we had some good success there and we were able to, to spin that off into success in the entrepreneurial world. But for some of the people out there, we got a question from one of the listeners asking about franchises. We, we have some experience in that, don't we?
1: We do. We do. I mean, my background um, along the pathway, I worked for a company that had corporate stores, but also had franchise stores and worked to help bring on franchisees into um, a very well-known convenience store brand that you know probably across the country. Mm-hmm. And I know, Benny, you've had the same different experience, but on the franchise side, I believe.
0: Yeah. And so the opposite side of that, where Dennis happened to be working with the company who was doing the franchising, I actually owned a franchise. My wife and I did a lot of research and quite a number of years ago it was going on. Actually, it's about 10 years since we sold the business Dennis, but we owned a frozen yogurt store. If you all uh, happen to go buy those today, you probably have uh, had maybe even ventured into the brand that we were participating in. And for me, it was a, quite an experience. And Because I've done the type of things from an entrepreneurial standpoint, having done the corporate thing, been an entrepreneur, and then we went into a franchise world. It's unique. It's a unique perspective. And, And a couple of friends of mine over the years have said, "You know, what do you think? And so I think this is a great topic for us to talk about, Dennis. And for those of you who are thinking that franchising may or may not be something that you're... Uh, uh, you know, would be successful at. I think it's worthy for us to to spend a podcast episode here and talk about that. So well, let's dive into it.
1: So, Benny, tell us. I mean, I know you went through the process as a franchise mm-hmm. as a franchisee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, share some of the pros. Let's start with the pros first. What'd you like about it? What What did you see worked well?
0: Yeah, we were lucky. You know, that that particular market for us, Dennis, there's very competitive. Right and Thinking of back in 2010, 2011, when we were just interested in the concept, we had a number of different companies to choose from. And there were a lot of things that I noticed with every franchise operator that I worked with, they completely were comp- very different in their approach in how they would approach of business, their philosophy in terms of uh, the way that their systems are handled or just their, their philosophy and leadership and, and PR and whatnot. And so for me and my wife, we really spent a lot of time, a lot of homework in, in terms of where we were going to make our investment and we were going to put our livelihoods. We were literally putting my son's college education into this investment of a franchise, we really found it to be really, really worth the time. And so for me, having you know been 10 years removed for it, I thought it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. I think that if, if you're going to do it, it is a great place for you to, to consider if it's the right fit for you. Right. It's, it, there's a system that's put in place.
1: I'd say, Vinny, I mean, that, that's the big, I mean, so they, they've got a proven system. I mean, if you think about it, they've navigated through the startup phases that most businesses you know, if you look at a typical startup, within the first three years, I wasn't like ninety five percent of them fail. So yeah, the franchise helps you get over that hurdle because they've got it in the proven track record. The other thing I always think back to, I mean, when you're in your business for yourself, you are the operator, you're the you know, you're the uh, marketing person, you're the accounting person, you you wear every single hat. Mm-hmm. In a franchise approach. Typically, you're going to be more in the operational accounting side. They're going to help a lot with that marketing, branding, promotional types of things that mm-hmm. you as an individual can't do, or you can, but it's too expensive and you don't have the the, the breadth or the reach to make it happen where they can go deeper and broader. And especially if it's, if it's a national brand, they can do a lot for you to help drive the business to you.
0: Without a doubt. And that's a really good point, Dennis, is that what I learned is that when you have a great team behind you they're doing a lot of the pr they're you know they're getting some of the national pr they're doing some of the the graphic displays that we had in our stores we actually had merchandise all that stuff would've been impossible if we were trying to do this on our own there's no way i would have been able to create a loyalty program for people to come back here other than just like a basic punch card right. which which wouldn't have worked these are the type of things that you get with the system the other side do to it too Is that there's a little bit of name recognition, obviously, you know, and and if you were to go and buy a franchise for McDonald's, well, who hasn't heard of McDonald's here, not only in the United States, but internationally, right? It's a world known brand, right? And so having gotten into that system, you are actually buying not only into the systems of how they operate their business, but you're also getting the name. And so by having that, that's half the battle. If, right. if you've got a, a car, a van full of kids, right? You remember when when your kids were really young, Dennis, you're going to go pass by you know, Jim's Burger Store or if you're going to go stop by a McDonald's, the kids are probably going to say, let's go to McDonald's, right? They're right. just kind of familiar with that. And so having had that set up, you're kind of, in an advantage when you get that franchise, there's no way you're going to get that as a as a startup. Even though you might have a, a fantastic burger recipe, fantastic milkshake recipe, some people just kind of go for the lowest common denominator, and that's hey, it's easy.
1: The, the other thing they bring also is the fact on the on the purchasing side, they can leverage their their breadth
0: absolutely and help
1: you get things at a much lower price point than you can as an independent store owner or doing your own thing. And again. The only things you can impact are sales and gross profit and cost. And so if they're helping you keep that cost down, again, it gives you that competitive advantage that some other people that, that tries to start something on their own may not have. So those are things to kind of think about. Yeah. Um, let's shift over to what are some of the challenges that you saw as a franchisee?
0: Well, with, as a franchisee, uh, right off the bat, and I think this is this is fair for people to know about it it's typically going to be a little bit costlier to start up your business. So if you're starting up a business and they happen to be in the same category in the area, let's call it a restaurant, you're going to pay a premium by having that franchise name. You're going to pay into the system. You're going to pay um, a a franchise fee just simply to be associated with that brand. That's good. good. There's a cost to that. And so for folks who, Uh, Maybe a little bit strapped for money or they're a little bit cost sensitive. That's something you got to be aware of. And so, knowing that upfront, and the great thing I'll I'll share with you too, as well, is that every franchise operator has to have their pricing, all of the the costs associated with uh, it's associated in a document called the franchise disclosure document. You might hear the term FDD if you actually go and investigate that. All that information will be in there. And I encourage you to really research that thoroughly. That document has certain governmental guidelines and requirements that you have to be able to adhere to. And, and candidly, you have to just be 100% upfront and truthful with that. And so knowing those costs before you come on board, you are going to prepare yourself a lot better than, uh, than if you hadn't done it before.
1: You know, there's other choices out there with franchises where the entry fee is very low. Mm -hmm. Um, but be careful on those because sometimes they're low for a reason. Yes. They're franchised, but they may not have the bang that the McDonald's has. And I'm not saying McDonald's is the best one to go with, but just saying, you know, there's a reason why they may have a lower cost in some cases, either are on the back end, you're not going to get as much of the margin or you're not going to have as much, you know, freedom to be yourself in that franchised agreement. So, you know, key is in my mind, study it, read it, look at different choices. In a future podcast, we're going to have someone on that helps people find franchises. Mm-hmm. Highly mm-hmm. recommend people to do that because mm-hmm. there are all kinds of organizations out there that franchise that you and I don't even have a clue that it's franchised.
0: Absolutely. And they yeah. can help
1: you kind of navigate through that. they I know my one of my friends has a company that does this. They even help you kind of do kind of that personality test to figure out, do you really fit in that industry that you think you're going after? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're investing a lot of time, effort, cash, sweat, and tears. And the last thing you want to do is get into something that you hate because sometimes they're not easy to get out of.
0: Yeah. And, and that's a really good point, Dennis. I, I think you know, a story of, of a friend of mine who was just, he, he loved golf. It was just nuts about golf. You could see him on the course. He'd sometimes be on the golf course a few times a week. And, uh, one of the logical ideas in his mind was, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and open up a golf store, right? Not, not a golf course, but like a golf store so that, you know, he would sell golf clubs and, and other uh, pieces of equipment in the golf industry. And after a year of doing that, um, what he learned and for him, Dennis, after that year, uh, we went and visited him at his golf uh, store and you know, he, he had had some success. He was doing pretty well. There was the store. I won't say it was just jam packed, but there was people in there buying things. And we just asked him, uh, my friend and I, who were both friends with him said, Hey, so how's it going? How are you liking it? And he said, I hate this place. And I'm like, what? I was shocked because he said, you know, I'm here so much. I'm doing so uh, much, uh, work here. And I have to do, I have to be in the business. I can't be on the golf course. And so while he was educated now, and he said he knew a lot more about the golf equipment and he was actually a better student of it, he wasn't actually able to enjoy the time on the golf course. So what his lesson that he said was, look, just because you're passionate about a specific thing doesn't mean that that business, you know, kind of fills that thing for you, if you will. And so just getting to know that, and back to what Dennis said, when you get and you start doing research, research, just keep researching it. In fact, even if you don't think about going into the franchise itself, I would recommend just, you know, getting a franchise disclosure document and looking at those costs because that can co- translate into something. If you were thinking about doing it yourself, you're going to open up a pizza store. Maybe go and take a look at a franchise that's already doing it, and they can tell you, "Hey, these are the costs associated with a sign for rent, right. all that kind of stuff." That will help you.
1: All that, those things you take for granted are absolutely don't really understand, or you think, "Hey, it's easy," and it's not as easy to have your own business. There's risk with it, so
0: absolutely.
1: And I think you know, as you, you know, as being a talk, there's a lot of documents that are going to be happening when you get into the franchise process. Mm-hmm. I cannot stress enough: read it a word for word understand it or reread it because mm-hmm. that, that is the Bible to the franchisor yep. and they are going to live by that document. And you know, one of the things you know, typically that we see, you have lots of franchisees that love their franchise, mm-hmm. but you have several that usually are disgruntled franchisees. It's yep. usually somewhere in the process they have not followed the guidelines or the rules or, or the document that, that they signed and they want to blame the franchisor when in fact, they're really the, probably the root problem. So read, 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 read. I can't stress that one enough.
0: Read that. And and if you're thinking of, of actually turning the key and doing it, I would also recommend hiring a legal expert to go through that franchise disclosure disclose your document with you. Make sure you understand what you're getting into. Because what we were talking about, the cost of startup before initially is part of the negative. One of the things that can really add up for you are uh, typically what you'll pay to actually... Be able to license and use the name of that company and user system are typically referred to as royalties, and so the royalties are t- are typically given to you um, as a percentage off of your gross revenue. And then you'll also, you may have other fees. Depending upon the type of franchise, you may have a marketing fee. You may have a technology fee. There might be other things that you need to be aware of. And I, w- I would also encourage you to just think about what that means. Because in terms of what the actual cost can be, it can it can be staggering in some industries. And it's something that if you're not aware of, it can mean the difference between success and failure. But to what Dennis had also said as well, if this company has you know, been successful and they're doing well, they've got a system and a formula down that they have vetted out probably for years, if not longer, to be able to understand that you need to be able to buy into the system and trust. If you are going to invest the time and effort and money into this, trust that that franchisor knows what they're doing. You may think you know what you're doing, but unless you've had experience beforehand, I'm going to bet that that franchisor knows a little bit more about it than you do.
1: I agree. I agree. And the other thing, most of the franchisors are going to have some kind of advisory boards, those mm-hmm. types of things. Highly encourage you to get involved in those, you know, because one, that's where you you become kind of the, the positive grapevine person in their organization. They're going to turn to you guys on, on if they want to test something or if they want mm-hmm. to try something out new or whatever. That advisory board has a lot of insight and a lot of sway. And it, it, it builds that, that rapport between you and, and the franchise or the company mm-hmm. that you're working with. So, you know, it's no different than in, you know, corporate America, the mm-hmm. more you're involved with the higher ups and they know who you are, it potentially works out better for you. Same thing here. Get involved. Get, you know, don't sit down in Timbuktu and, and complain about everything. Get involved. Share good ideas. Be a positive influence in the organization because- you're buying into their brand and it's your part as well as theirs to grow that brand and make that brand more powerful.
0: They really want you to be successful. There's no doubt in my mind that a franchiser wants their, their franchisees to be successful. And to your point, Dennis, one of the things that we did with the franchise that we were involved with, there, there were about 12 other owners of, Uh, of the frozen yogurt store in Colorado. And what we decided to do, we got together. I actually reached out to the the other owners and we kind of created our own little mini group. And so we were able to do a few things that um, were able to give us a little bit of attention, but we had the ability because we had roughly about, I'll say 16 different stores uh, that we we comprised of. There's 12 of us in about 16 different. stores. some of them were multi-unit owners, yeah. and 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 that gave us a little bit of attention. So we would go to uh, the the corporate and it, they listened to us. They were listening to us anyway, but the idea of being able to just be greater, greater and deeper involved really meant a lot to them. And so because of that, we were we you know, we understood the company a lot better than we if we had kind of been an, an outsider and. I, I'm really grateful. And it, for me, Dennis, and, and the question I know that you were going to ask is, you know, what would I do this again? Would this, you know, what was my overall thoughts about the experience without a doubt? It was 100% worth the effort, time, money that we did. Uh, we were, we were fortunate in terms of how everything worked out for us. Uh, we had a great deal of success. Uh, we had a wonderful uh, people who were asked who asked about buying our particular business, and so we, we ended up selling it to them, and they ran very successfully uh, our store for a number of years. And uh, for them, it was, it was a wonderful experience. One of the things that I'll, I'll I'll leave people who are thinking about doing this is that you know. Dennis had talked about research, 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 research. And then when you're done doing research, do more research. And that's truly uh, something that can help you out a great deal. I I don't think we can underestimate that.
1: Yeah. And I agree. And and again, we're not saying franchisee being a franchise is the right thing or the bad thing. You've got to look at your situation, weigh all of the odds of what you're trying to do. One other point I'd also kind of throw out there, you know, be careful of a franchise that's kind of a fad or just popping in. That sounds Mm -hmm. good. Um, you know, if it's something you think that's going to take off depth, but again, study it because yes, you can get in there. There's, you know, you'll, you can study a lot where the franchises have started and then two or three years later, the whole thing just flops. Yeah. Um, So, you know, study it, look at the franchisee, look at the, um the industry as a whole, talk to people that have already franchised. I mean, they're probably, you know, it's like buying a house, yeah. talk to them. Um, and also be thinking about as your Signing those papers, think about when it's like buying a house or buying a new car. You're all excited about it and you skip through half the reading. Or, like I said before, read the document, know it very well, because that is going to be the Bible between you and the franchisor as you guys move forward to grow um, your business. But again, I think, you know, I would encourage you to look at franchising, but also look at starting your own business. There's you know lots of us that are entrepreneurial, doing our own thing and love it. But again, it just depends on where you fit and and what your um, bandwidth is and financial Mm -hmm. status and how you want to kind of move forward. But I think this is a good topic. Thanks for the uh, listener that asked us to uh, talk about this. I think it's something that all of us think about, but just never really know where to go. And like I said, we'll have a guest on on a future podcast to talk about just that whole process of going through a franchise search and and all that. It'll be more in depth than what we've done just here today
0: there's a lot to it and and actually'll I'll, I'll leave with this one point because you just were touching on it there too as well after doing all of this research you might find that you're able to to want to do this yourself one of the things that we did and you know you might not need the franchise is what I'm saying but one of the things that you know I would encourage people to do is if you're going to invest this time and effort maybe just you know, go into the franchise. If it's an actual physical location and talk to an owner, say, Hey, can I work in your store for, for a day? You know, and I want to understand what, it, what it's like. No better way of being able to understand it than actually spending a little bit of time there. But you know, Dennis, we could go on about this topic. This is a wonderful topic. And I think that this isn't the last time I think we'll revisit, we'll revisit this topic at some point, like you said. So let's talk about, uh, you know how people can get a hold of us one of the things are you know we've been asked is, how, you know we need to t- we need to promote ourselves a little bit more we do a really bad job of that Dennis but how can people get a hold of you uh, if they want to uh, want want to talk to you and, and uh, learn a little bit more about you
1: two easy ways um, one our website worksolution.com W-O-R-X solution.com. or you can um, text me at 615 336 7094 and happy to reach back also, it would ask you know for you to think about going to uh, Google and giving us a review. We'd love to have feedback that way. You know, mm-hmm. Let us know if there's topics that you want to have us discuss in the future. Benny, how do they get hold of you?
0: Yeah, thanks, Dennis. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me. My uh, website is velocitytechnology.group. Yes, dot .group, velocitytechnology.group. Uh, you can certainly send me an email, Benny at velocitytechnology.group. Uh, that's going to be the best way to do it. But also, please do stop by, Google us, leave us a, a review, give us some feedback, let us know how we can make the podcast better. We're doing this all here for you guys as well. We want to make sure that that you get the kind of content you're looking for. Dennis, I really appreciate the time that you spend with, uh, that you spend with me uh, every week, and um, we'd like to make sure that we're going to keep doing more and more of this. So uh, uh, this is a good topic, and we're going to talk more about it down the road. You've been listening to WFH with Two Guys. We'll see you next time.